James Capretta, a senior fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center, has a great piece in the Weekly Standard about the Obamacare wheels coming off. Uh, welcome back. So glad to have you. Great to be with you, Michael. Thanks for having me on again. So I know you just wrote not long ago about the wheels coming up, but now it's the wheels, the, the, the belts, the hoses. It's, <laughs> the entire thing is falling apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I think they're going to say, well, this is good news because we have all this traffic. Well, of course, they've created this problem because they they built up this thing. So they say, you know, the absolute deadline for getting coverage now is December 23rd, maybe the 24th. And so people that have gotten these canceled policies, if they want to have health insurance as of January 1, in some ways they were forcing them into this system. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, so lots of middle-class families never have gone uninsured. Uh, they've sort of made it impossible for them almost to get coverage outside of this system. And so it's not surprising there's a bit of a crush of people trying to enroll in the last couple of days before the deadline. Are we in a position where when January 1st rolls around, the number of people who've lost their insurance is going to be larger than the number of people who got uh, Obamacare coverage? You know, it's very likely to be that way. I don't think we're going to know for sure until we see some more definitive numbers. The administration is spinning it otherwise, but I understand from people that work closely with the insurance industry that the carriers believe that they will be a net negative. That is, the number of people that drop their coverage is going to exceed the number who signed up for new coverage through the Obamacare exchanges. Now, that may not be true for every insurance plan in the country. Some might be net positive. But overall, I think it's going to be slightly net negative. Uh, So they're probably starting from a hole in the beginning of 2014 rather than a positive a reduction in the uninsured. The other th- question is on January first: Are you going to? Are people going to be walking into doctors' offices saying, "I'm here, I want to get care," and they're going to find out they don't have coverage, or the doctors are not going to know, you know, how they got in their plan or whatever? And the insurance companies are just going to be expected to make this all work. That's what's. That's what I've been told. I think it's going to be a big mess. I think, first of all, I think this crush of so-called enrollment is going to be found to be much messier than they're letting on right now, that when you get right down to it, a lot of these folks are selecting a plan but don't know how much premium they really owe and aren't necessarily going to pay the premium when the bill comes. So, you know, you're going to have a lot of slippage in terms of people actually paying premiums for plans. Moreover, those who do select a plan, they're going to be, you know, many of them are going to realize a couple weeks into this, hey, wait a second, the doctors I go to and the hospital that I want to go to if I need it aren't covered. <laughs> and they're not going to know that because the, that information is fairly obscure when you're trying to sign up for these insurance plans on most of these websites. I've been There's going to be a people, lot of snafus here. Big, I've been, big problem. I've been telling people who don't want to sign up for insurance uh, and would rather you know, be, essentially take care of themselves, be self-insured, you know, just you know, take their chances and have some money and savings, whatever. I've been telling them don't sign up because you will never pay a penalty in the first year for not being covered. They'll never tax you that infamous John Roberts tax. Do, do you agree with that? Uh, I think it's unlikely. I think it is unlikely they're going to get taxed. Now, but you shouldn't say that that's the ruling as it stands now because it's not. As of right. now, the president and his team and everybody else says, no, 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 you're going to still have to pay this tax if you don't get insurance coverage. They're using that to try to scare people into buying the expensive insurance plans on the exchanges. Uh, but I think when push comes to shove, because it's very likely you're going to have 10, 20, 30 million people facing this tax next uh, uh, spring when they right. file their income taxes, that's going to be a huge political problem for Democrats. So I can't imagine that they will 
want to stand for that. Number number two here is that you know they just exempted anyone who had a canceled insurance plan from 2013. You don't you aren't subject to the individual mandate tax in 2014 if you had a canceled policy. Now, what about the uninsured, though, right? These are people that couldn't afford 2013 insurance, and now sure. you're going to say they, they have to pay this tax if they don't get 2014 insurance. Meanwhile, the people that did have 2013 insurance don't have to pay the tax. doesn't make a lot of sense. And not only that, but there's no way, I think, that they're going to be able to survive either in the court of public opinion or in a courtroom, James, and maybe you can uh, uh, add some more to this. If I stand in front of a judge or, or, or really more an administrator and say, well, you can't charge me. My neighbor didn't have insurance. You didn't charge him, you know, because he lost his. He thought, decided his was too expensive. He wanted a hardship. I want a hardship. I don't want insurance. How can you possibly make that work in America? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it seems so arbitrary and unfair, right? I mean, right. they announced this last week, uh, you know, at the literally the 11th hour, you know, after people have supposedly made their decisions or had were forced into making decisions, many of them costing them, were, the decisions they made were going to cost them thousands of dollars, right? And now the president says, oh, never mind, you didn't have to do this. I mean, I think it's it, the, the herky-jerky, you know, seat-of-the-pants nature of the implementation has got a lot of people very upset. Uh, so the argument from uh, supporters of Obamacare is, okay, fine, this first year is going to be a mess, but once it's in place and the math kicks in, people are going to love it, it's going to drive costs down, people are going to get better deals. Is that the way it looks based on the facts on the ground today? No. The the All indications are, from what I'm seeing, is that they're going to get a fairly – uh, robust enrollment in the Medicaid program, maybe in the order of six or seven million people in the Medicaid program. That's because they're going around telling everybody, hey, it's free insurance. And frankly, when you go on these websites, if your income's below a certain threshold, you don't have any choice. They put you on Medicaid. Exactly. And by the way, let me so interrupt I, you right there because the news for today is that Massachusetts has announced since their connector is down that they're just going to put people in Medicaid until they can figure out how to get them insured later. So you're going to have people yeah. who, who've never had Medicaid, have never wanted Medicaid. They have money to pay for something better than Medicaid, and they're going to be in Medicaid and not going to find out until sometime in the future. Right. So you're going to have to go, if you really do get sick, you're going to have to go to the Medicaid network of yep. providers, which is probably not the provider network you would go to through commercial insurance if you paid on your own. So, yep. yeah, it's going to be a big problem. Uh, I, I guess I would say that the uh, the uh, likely scenario here is you get you get you know pretty big Medicaid enrollment, and a very small number of people signed up for private insurance through the exchanges, maybe on the order of two or three million people when it's all said and done. And it's going to be mainly people that were desperate to get this kind of insurance. So they were in a bad insurance plan previously. They probably had some kind of problem health-wise. And this is a better deal for them. There's right. no denying that if you were in bad insurance and you had a pre-existing condition, this law is likely to drive down your cost. And so that's the kind of person who's signed up for coverage so far. The problem is that the market will be unstable and the premiums for that pool of people will very likely to have to go up very dramatically in 2015. The uh, phrase true up, which I'd never heard before, then the White House started <laughs> saying, well, just we're just going to cover everybody and then we'll true up with the insurance companies later. Does that mean what I think it means, which is someone walks in without insurance, they thought they signed up for insurance or whatever, the doctor treats them on a plan they don't have, the plan they don't have then covers them and then goes to the taxpayers and says, okay, we covered them, now you get to cover them. Is that what truing up means? Well, I, you know, I, there's a number of different kinds of truing up. I think in the context that I've understood it is that the back-end payment system to the insurance plans isn't going to be working anytime soon. 
And so they're going to have the insurance plans self-disclose to the government, here's how much you owe us for all the subsidies for the people that have signed up for our insurance. Please send us a check. They're going to do that in January. So uh-huh. all the big insurers say to the government, here's how much you owe us. The government sends wow. them a check. And then they supposedly, once they get the data systems really set up, they supposedly reconcile it later in the year. That's what I understand true up to be. Uh, any chance that truing up will involve something other than us writing a big check to insurance no. companies? No. The biggest biggest danger here for taxpayers is that there's a provision already baked into the law that says if an insurer loses money on the exchanges, that is, if the premiums they collect for the people they enroll is less than the claims they have to pay for all their health benefits, then the insurer's losses are paid for in large part by taxpayers through a provision they call risk corridors. In other words, they say anything above I think it's like a 9% loss on insurance uh, the taxpayers pick up and the the uh, insurer pays only a very small portion of the total loss. James Capretta, thanks so much for your time. Bring us the very, very latest on Obamacare. I trust we'll find you by the tree Christmas Eve as Santa's coming down the chimney, frantically fill, signing up because with the deadline's been moved back to 1159.